Yes, we are back at it, welcoming your home improvement type of questions, either by phone or by text. Before we say hi to Andy, let me give you the phone number and the text number. Same number, 651-989-9226. So call it in or text it in, your home improvement questions. Andy Lindis, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. I hope you and your family had a great Thanksgiving, and maybe the party is continuing. I don't know. Is it? No, you know, uh, if, uh, if partying is shoveling and snow plowing, then yes, we are <laughs> we are partying away. <laughs> and having a good time. Yes. Uh, did you do the cooking? Uh, I did this year. Yeah. Oh, you did? Uh, you know, uh, I, I usually cook uh, most Thanksgivings. Uh, we're, we're up north uh, with Wisconsin deer hunting. And uh, this year I did the traditional Thanksgiving turkey dinner without the turkey, but with steaks. So we had all of the all the fixings with turkey, but uh, <laughs> hey. instead of turkey, we went with steaks. So it was a it was a fun uh, fun little Thanksgiving. Sounds great. Well, we uh, we welcome, as I said, the uh, phone calls or text messages about home improvement, any kind of home improvement question. I did get one earlier this week, Andy. That somebody wanted to. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but they basically wanted you to explain. Uh, in detail, the uh, the whole process of a blower door test you talk about from time to time. What, what, how does that work? So w- what a blower door is, is it, it looks like a screen door with a built-in fan. And what we're going to be able to do with this is is change the pressure in your house. The nice part about this time of year is typically we don't even need to break out the blower door because there's a big enough pressure difference and a big enough temperature difference from the outside to the inside. Blower doors are really handy when it's you know 70 degrees outside and 70 degrees inside. You're not going to find a lot with your infrared imaging, and, and the pressure is the same, so you're not getting a lot of air movement in the house to be able to go and find uh, with, with your smoke stick. So this it, what the... The blower door does is it highlights any problem that you have. So if it's a little problem, it's going to make this problem look even worse. So it makes it really easy to identify what we need to seal up to make your house more comfortable. You know, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but when you or your crews uh, uh, go out to do this blower door test, Mm -hmm. uh, even on newer homes, do you find problems even with newer homes, whether it be windows or doors or whatnot? I mean, even with newer homes. Yeah, a lot of time it's it's in the attic that we're finding these oh, okay. these issues. Yeah, doors and windows can have have their fair share of leaking, but we're in a, a lot of homes that have been built uh, post two thousand, and finding that they need better attic air sealing and maybe a little bit more insulation in the attic as well. Uh, we should remind our listeners too that if uh, speaking of windows, if uh, if you are in need of one window or dozens, uh, now is a good time, right? It is. We have uh, free installation labor on the insta- on uh, the Infinity Window by Marvin or the Season Guard Window that we install here. What talk, talk about that Infinity? Because I, I've I've talked about it myself uh, on some of the commercials. But what what does it look like? I mean, this is looks like wood now, right? Yeah, it, the Everwood product. Um, it's not actual wood, but it looks right. as close to real wood as you can actually get. And we're going to stain it to match whatever woodwork that you have, or we're going to bring the woodwork ourselves and stain everything to match so it looks just like a wood window. But the nice part is, even if uh, you do get some moisture on them or uh, any type of uh, frost up or anything like that, you never have to worry about the black mold that we're seeing in a lot of these windows. Now, I know there's snow on the ground, ice, sloppiness, and all that, but uh, are people still uh, getting uh, their uh, new insulation taken care of through Lindus? You know, I was just looking at our schedule next week, and 
It looks like we're going to be in 70 attics so far next Ooh, week. Next week. So um, just next week, we're going to be inspecting 70 different attics. So it's uh, it's that time of year. People are starting to feel the drafts come in and uh, wanting to make their houses more comfortable. So we live in the attic uh, basically from now until uh, springtime, it seems like. How about that? I was telling my wife, I said, you know what I saw just uh, down the road, and uh, down the block? What? Another Linda's Leaf Guard truck. So that yet another another neighbor. I don't. I I can't remember if there are four or five neighbors, some of whom I don't know, uh, have uh, leaf guard gutters. That's pretty just, awesome. Just down the block. And uh, I know uh, we're we're still installing. We're going to be installing uh, leaf guard all winter long. At, uh, we might have to steam some roofs off and shovel some roofs off, but. Our backlog still from uh, that last storm is uh, it's it's taken us toll. So we're going to be working all winter long trying to trying to get those jobs done. If uh, if our listeners don't know what the leaf guard is, there are so many. Well, you won't say it, but I can say it. they're kind of knockoffs, mm-hmm. uh, and they have different types of material of you know the the screens. I saw yet another one. It had some kind of uh, louvered metal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought, well, that's not going to do any good because you're going to still get those little helicopters and all this other stuff sliding right through. I don't know yeah. if you've seen this, but there's so many different ones now. LeafGuard's well, uh, the real deal. Once a year, we just pile up for a two-week time period all of the different stuff we take off people's houses, whether it's a screen or an add-on device uh, that goes over the top of your original gutters. Um, and it takes us about two weeks before we fill up two dumpsters full of things people have tried before they bought LeafGuard. Um, and, 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 you know, I've seen this like brush you can buy at, at the box stores that go inside the gutter and supposedly the, the, the leaves are going to decay before that actually clogs anything and it just never works. And we get up there and there's standing water. It's a mosquito nest. It's, it's not a lot of fun. Where everything else goes over the top of your existing gutters, leaf guard is all one piece seamless. And here's the cool part in the wintertime too, Denny. It's really the only gutter system I would ever install with a metal roof because when the snow slides come off, if you have an open gutter or any other type of system, typically they're going to take those off. And a lot of times it takes off pieces of fascia or soffit or even rafters with it. Well, I can see that. If you've got heavy snow, like the stuff that's been falling, if, mm-hmm. if a heavy two feet of heavy wet snow, not even that. Yeah, if it fills up a regular old gutter, it'll rip it right off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Speaking of heavy snow, my yeah. wife picked up a, a new shovel. Okay. I, I can't believe I didn't think of this on my own. It's got this other little mini handle that comes up from the base of the shovel. So if you want to actually, you get a lot more leverage. It's way easier on your back. You're not using your back so much. You got, it's just a There's like a two nice handles? Design. Yeah, so there's, a, there's the main handle that comes up, and then there's another little like two-foot handle that comes right off the shovel head. So you can, when you when you're grabbing it and you want to lift it up, you're actually all of your 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 weight is in that is in the the little handle that where all the weight is. It, it just makes mm. it much easier. I can't believe I didn't think of this myself. You know how many hun- handles of shovels we've broken here at Linz Construction <laughs> trying to trying to you know put all that weight on the middle of the wood handle. It's uh it, it's crazy when we when we get to snow removal time of year. We go through, I don't know, 100, 150 shovels a year. No kidding. And we're going to be retrofitting all of our shovels with this little handle. Wow. I, I was hoping you were, you were not going to say that you bought your wife that. As a, no, as a, as a no, she gift. she bought it, discovered it, and uh, although oh, you know yeah. she's she she she's okay getting out in the in the winter and doing some shoveling, she's she's happy. It's a nice little workout, Denny. Well, I, uh, I tell I, you, I, I I I did take care of it all this morning before I left, but uh, 
She's uh, she's pretty wonderful about that. Well, I still use. Uh, I've had it for so many years. I can't remember how many years now. Fifteen, twenty. I uh, we used to do, uh, used to do uh, commercials. There was some advertising done. Uh, it was called a Dakota Snowblade. You remember that at all? Maybe I do not. not. Oh, okay. Dakota it's, Snowblade. Yeah, it's like you push. Uh, it's not a shovel. It's you push the snow. Now, now, if it's two feet of snow, you can't do it. So with a couple of inches here and there, and uh, I don't know if they still make it or not, but it came from Dakota, and well, it, if... it it's almost like a, gl- a grater blade with two wheels, and you just uh, push it along. So it's kind of nice. No lifting. No lifting. Which I like. With the right. drifts out there, I'm guessing it's it's been needed a few times. I guess. All right. Hang on, Andy. Uh, we're going to take a break. A quick one. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, uh, we got carried away chatting here. So, uh, call us or text us, 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Again, that's the same number for your text. We'll grab some uh, text messages on the way back to call us or text us this morning here on the Home Improvement Show, brought to us every Saturday in the nine o'clock hour here on CCO by Linda's Construction. And good morning, welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, brought to us by Linda's Construction. L I N D U S. Andy Linda's is uh, helping you out today. If you have a question, home improvement type, call it in, text it in. Same number six five one. Nine eight nine nine two two six. All right, Annie. Let me grab a text here. Uh, we have texter says a hydronically heated basement floor. Fifteen years old, never had a floor covering or stain. Finishing off the basement. Other than ceramic tile, what would you recommend to put on the floor, if anything? Any ideas? Well, I, I'd want to know how dry that basement is. It, uh, does it get uh, damp at all? That might influence the, the flooring that I choose. Uh, I can see why he wants to lean towards ceramic flooring, um, it, just because of, of the warmth that's going to come through there. But any type of wood flooring or um, any of the, the the composite materials that are out there, the vinyl materials that are out there could be a good choice. Carpet is something I, t- I typically stay away from most basements unless you have a really good drain tile system and uh, the basement has a history of staying pretty dry. Um, but any of the flooring is going to let the heat come through. The ceramic tile or any type of tile is going to, it's just going to feel a little bit better. It's going to radiate that heat a little bit more. What does that uh, look like uh, underneath, uh, I mean, this hydronically heated basement floor? What does the, the unit look I'm, like? I'm assuming what he means is a he has in-floor water heat. Yeah, it sounds like So, it. like, uh, a lot of times when we when we build houses or when, when we are, are, are doing things, or, or my garage that I just built, I put in a, an in-floor heat, which is it's a wears bow system that uh, runs along the floor and goes into a boiler and heats up the water, and uh, it's, it's really efficient heat and uh the the one drawback would be it is uh it's slow to cool and slow to heat so changing the temperature of the room sometimes takes a bit but uh once it's there it uh it holds that heat pretty long but you said it is efficient though yeah absolutely i uh i the when we install it well there's a lot more factors that are going to go into the, to how efficient your heating system is or how much energy you're actually using besides the, the heating system. But of all the heating systems that, that we've installed, we've had really good luck with this one. All right, very good. Uh, text message or the phone call, same number, 651-989-9226. Uh, here's another text. How cold, the roofing question, how cold can it be and could you still put on shingles? What, 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 do, you, uh, what do you and your crews recommend? Well, if it can be avoided, then 
this time of year, you typically do. Having said that, I know we'll be roofing a couple of houses next week that just can't be avoided. So there's steps you have to take, additional steps that you have to make sure happen when you're installing shingles in this cold weather. Sometimes it's hand sealing them. A lot of times it's uh, just uh, setting up the shingles and warming them up. So we'll uh, we'll have a, a use of an ice shack. And we'll actually stack the shingles up so there's airspace in between them, sort of like uh, Lincoln logs. And then we'll run a turbo heater inside that ice shack and warm up all the shingles before they go up on the roof. Uh, one, it makes them lay a lot flatter. Two, there's a lot less chance for any blow-throughs with your nail guns. Having the, the right nail gun set properly, too, can sometimes make uh, all the difference in the world. And every now and then you have to hand seal them all. And that's just uh, part of uh, where we live and what we do up here in Minnesota and when we have to get work done when it's cold. You touched on the subject of um, of insulation a bit ago, and the texter wants to know, can you still, can you, can they uh, get uh, Linda's to do that sometime in the next uh, few months? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you do that year-round mostly, don't you? We can, we can do that year-round. Um, one thing people need to know is when we do spray foam, you do have to be out of your house for 24 hours. Just uh, there's a curing process, and then uh, I, would, I would stay out of your house for, for that 24 hours just from the... The chemicals that can maybe leach in, but uh, other than that, there's really no restrictions from when we can do it. We were talking about windows uh, earlier, too, this morning, and a texter says, I have 24-year-old Infinity windows. Can I get replacements to match? You know, that's a good question. Yeah. I'm not sure how much uh, I've only really been familiar with uh, the Infinity windows for. I didn't the think last they've been around that years. long. I don't know if they've been around that long. Um, they might have Marvin windows uh, that are that uh, that old, and we can definitely find some uh, some way to match them or take a look at what some of the new designs are out there. And maybe you don't want to match once you once you get a little more educated. Yeah, certainly Mar- Marvin's been around, but we just don't know it specifically. About that particular infinity, you said that's it's a window, it's a wood look, but it's uh, made out of uh, fiberglass, right? Correct. And uh, and if you want, uh, there's other colors available, solid colors available in, in that as well. One of the reasons why I really like it, uh, the dark colors on the outside are going to hold up much better than most of the vinyl windows out there. And it seems to be a popular choice nowadays. Black trim, black windows are are getting asked for on a, on a regular basis. I tell you what, we're coming up against the break here, and we'll look at that forecast. We have another half hour of the show to go, so if you have any kind of a home improvement question, by all means, call us or text us. Uh, Andy Lindis uh, joining us today. Uh, The number is the same for either phone or text, 651-989-9226. Good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show. Denny all here with Andy Lindis from uh, Lindis Construction. You have uh, that kind of a question, call it in, text it in, same number, 651-989-9226. Nine eight nine nine two two six. Ton of text messages, Andy. So, uh, shall we get to them? Sounds good. All right. Uh, here's one. Uh, I love my leaf guard gutters. Linda's did our gutters, not our roof. Could I still end up with an ice dam? They want to know. Um. Yeah. For I mean, sure. The, the gutters don't create ice dam. Uh, the leaf guard gutters, right? It's other issues. Yeah. So it's usually other issues that aren't roofing, and it's going to come down to attic air sealing, insulation, uh, and ventilation. Um, and and usually it's the attic air sealing and the ventilation that are the big issues. What your intake and and what type of vents were put on the roof, uh, those are things I would have to look at before I can tell you if you don't have ice dams. I can tell you this: if you do have ice dams, this type of weather, this type of snow, where we go from snow to sleet. Um, 
sometimes is the worst, Denny. And I would try to get your roof clear now if you've had issues in the past because this wet snow that's coming or if it's just a little bit of sleet, sometimes that can accelerate how fast there's water behind the ice dams and that's where the leaking occurs. It's not the snow that's coming through there. It's standing water is getting stuck up on your roof somewhere and that's what leaks into your house and that's when... Oh, boy, I, I've shown you the pictures before. I, I've been in attics that were so infested with mold. I was I was worried about my safety being in there, let alone the people living in the house, where it can get pretty scary and it can get pretty bad real quick. Wow. Yeah, I should say. Um, another question that's related to, to gutters is uh, the icicles. Now, mm-hmm. I, icicles, some in some cases, I mean, it's just weather-related, right? I mean, if you've got snow on the roof, even if you have good insulation, the sun can melt and the cold can freeze, right? Simple as that. Yeah. Um, so your, your normal freeze-thaw freeze thaw cycle is going to happen, and where an open gutter tends to collect that ice inside the 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 actual gutter itself and, and then maybe even build it back up on your roof. Any type of leaf protection system, any type of hood system or like leaf guard, usually you're going to get the icicles coming down. And if I was given a choice where they have icicles coming down or going back up onto my roof, I'm, I'm going to choose the latter every time because they're much easier to deal with that way. Now, having said that, if it's ice dams that are your problem, it's not the normal freeze-thaw cycle that's causing this. It's heat loss. A lot of times that ice dams are, is, is occurring before it even gets to the gutter system. Hmm. All right, 651-989-9226. Let's go to the phones. Uh, James is calling from Plymouth. James, you're on with Andy. Yeah, hey, good morning, guys. Love the show. First of all, uh, I have some issues with plaster. Uh, bought the house. It's got siding on it, vinyl siding, and on the bottom two feet around the perimeter of the home, it's uh, old plaster, and, and it's all, you know, breaking up and coming off. My thought was to take all the plaster off, put some kind of waterproofing, maybe a drip edge on top, and then some decorative block or stone. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, it's... See, we, we see this a lot, that skim coat over the top of foam. It just doesn't last. Any lawnmower so rocks, and it gets beat up. So when when redoing a siding, we we a lot are doing siding on a house. A lot of times we want to talk about ground breaker. We want to get down to the actual ground, actually install some fiberglass along the foundation, re-insulate that, waterproof it, and then you can put any, any type of coating over it you want. Rosetta Stone is a, is a product that we use a lot in those in those scenarios. It just uh, It's a very durable product, and uh, it's aesthetically pleasing as well i had a text uh, text says yes they still make dakota snow blades so thank there we go th- thank you for that and mine still works 651-989-9226 uh thinking texas is thinking of a major remodel uh painting floor to ceiling ripping out the current carpet and wood flooring uh do you meaning lindis do free estimates and how far uh, out are you does not say where this uh, call emanate, or this text emanates from? Uh, yeah, we do free estimates on everything, and it really depends on on the scope of work and the type of project. Uh, when, when we're talking lead times, uh, our design build division, which I believe this would fall under, is I think uh, from the time you say go ahead before we finish is about four to six months is our lead time there right now. So there is some planning that, that, that uh, goes into projects like this, and I can tell you... Um, I like uh, where their head's at because if it's a complete remodel, it's much easier to figure it all out. Uh, a lot of times we do one room, then we go on to the next room, and then the other room, and uh, that's where a project goes from six months to a year. 
exactly. Uh-huh. And, and it looks so good, you want to keep keep doing it. The, the, other, the next room looks dated, so you want to fix that up. Yeah, I always caution people when they're when they're pulling carpet up and they think they're just going to get by with uh, redoing the floors. I'm like, uh, once you once you do one room, it just it seems to spread. It's like it's a disease. True. It's, the remodeling disease catches you, <laughs> and you're, next thing you know, you're doing a complete gut out. Absolutely true. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text wants to know uh, if it's too cold. Or is it ever too cold to do? Uh, a uh, roof uh, insulating with foam, meaning you have a yeah, does it have to be a certain temperature to add that foam? Uh, yes, it, it can be, but there's ways to temperature get the temperature where you need it to be in the attic in order to make that happen, regardless of what the temperature is outside. So there's some heaters that we can can get involved in, in, in some things we can open up to make our lives a little bit easier up there, no matter what the temperature is. But there are points where it gets too cold, where the foam just isn't going to actually adhere to the wood or it's just not going to be be able to run. Like last year during the polar vortex, those, those few days, unless it was a completely heated structure, we weren't doing much. No, oh, okay. If you have a question, call it in, text it in, same number, 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Texter says they have a gutter cover system and they like it, but I noticed they said we are the only house in the neighborhood with icicles. Is that okay? Well, it goes back to an earlier text, right, about uh, yeah. insulation, ventilation. Yeah, or and, and the difference between a covered gutter system and 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 open gutters is where open gutters grab that ice on the inside and go and build it up onto the roof. And I'm telling you, mid by mid-December, you're almost able to go to look at every open gutter system out there, and you're going to find a long icicle all the way through that gutter where that, that gutter is no longer draining water. So once once that your freeze-thaw cycle starts to happen, it's just going to fill up with more and more water, and it's going to start building back up on your roof, back up on your roof. And the way an open gutter is shaped, that front comes out where you sometimes don't see the first two, three inches of your roof. So you might not be able to see that ice dam from the ground. It's something you have to get up there and actually look at. Um, if you're not comfortable taking a look at that, then I, I wouldn't get up there this time of year. But where a hooded-type system or a leaf protection system is shaped to discourage anything but liquid water from entering the trough. So you're going to get some icicles on the outside. The good news is once those icicles are gone, which usually happens on the when you get that first sunny day, again, you have a free-flowing gutter system, so any of the water melting off your roof can get away from your house. Here's a text. Is something I'd like to tackle. Well, I used to. Maybe not so much anymore. Texter says, I'm finishing a basement bar top made of wood. Would like to use an epoxy, but I'm worried that it is too complex. And maybe I should uh, stain, in, uh, stain in uh, with a, a polyurethane. Have you ever done well, stuff like that? I have. And you, you do have to be careful with the epoxy because I've heard of some yellowing that can happen. And if it's not something you've done before, um, I would at least, I mean, YouTube has a, a lot of really good clips on it. But if you don't, if you haven't tried it or at least tested it, you can get the mix wrong. And and, and it can go, go sideways in a hurry. I, uh, I'm planning this for a bar top uh, of my own. I have some old uh, things from my grandpa, some old things from my dad, and I'm going to make this countertop and be able to put those in there and do a clear epoxy coat over the top of it. Now, uh, my dad made me a really nice workbench 
last year, and I wanted to protect that, but I was worried about the wood getting yellowed from the epoxy. So I ended up using a hardwood floor finish on that, and I did a bunch of different coats, sanded between the coats. It's a very hard finish. So you imagine it was made for flooring, made to be walked on, and so it's going to be a very durable finish that I know that if it starts to show its its age a little bit, I just have to sand a little bit, and I can add another coat of poly. Yeah, that's that's it's kind of fun, actually, isn't it? Yeah, you know, bringing bringing uh, old wood back to life. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just one of those projects uh, that you can start and finish and, and and be able to see it and be proud of it. Six five one, excuse me, nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's get a text before we take a quick break. Uh, you can call it in too, by the way. Same number. I have a new townhome with a storage room above the garage. This last storm, uh, snow came in through the roof vents. Any suggestion on how to prevent in the future the garage roof is shared with the neighbors so ridge vents are not an option? Hmm. Um, that shouldn't happen with the properly, well, with the roof vents that we use from GAF and the, well, our ridge venting is called Snow Country. It's designed to make sure that that doesn't happen. Uh, but even on the box vents that we use, you shouldn't have snow blowing into the attic space. The problem with that is eventually that snow is going to melt, and if it gets into your insulation, it's going to lose its R value and maybe even create mold depending on how much moisture is actually getting in there. Um, it's something I would maybe uh, – I wouldn't maybe. I would, I would at least have a roofer come out to inspect it and see what can be done to prevent that from happening. All right. I'll tell you what, let's uh, do this. Invite our listeners. We still have time for your uh, home improvement questions by phone or text. Same number, 651-989-9226. So call it in or text it in. We'll pick up on more when we uh, come back after the break. And good morning once again. Welcome back to our home improvement show brought to us by Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Is the easiest number if you want to get uh, in touch with uh, those folks, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Andy, uh, we have texters, got a bunch of them. See if we can't uh, help them out before we uh, run out of time. Uh, let's see, where do we leave off? Okay, here it is. What is the most efficient way to soundproof your basement? We are in the process of finishing our basement, and right now we have the most important part. The TV walls are framed out, but it's very loud upstairs. Also curious about the, the, with the heating the basement and the heat rising. Is there any way to allow the heat to rise to the upstairs but still allow for soundproofing, if you follow that. Yeah, I don't know if he's talking about maybe just putting in a floor vent, uh, but that's not going to soundproof it. No, a lot. I don't know if you're, if it's just a TV room that you're worrying about soundproofing. There's lots of different insulations out there and things you can wall coverings you can even use if, if the walls are open. Um, we've spray foamed interior rooms that they wanted more soundproof. Spray foam the, the the ceiling and and uh, and the walls uh, just to try to make it a little bit more soundproof for them. That that is an option, but it's not going to allow the heat to get upstairs. I don't know what type of uh, what type of heat they have in the basement. If they have in floor heat down there, um, if you seal off a room, it's just it's not going to get upstairs. And if you put a vent in, there goes your soundproofing. So you might have to choose there. But uh, there's there's some. Pretty good soundproofing options for the exterior walls out there as well that can absorb a lot of the sound where it's not going to travel from room to room. Uh, Texter wants to know, Andy, uh, says our home is 41 years old and never had the air ducts cleaned. Should it be done or will there be more dust? That comes from Tom uh, Tom in Medina. Uh, I think this would be something that 
is done on a on a pretty regular basis. You, you've I, had uh, that done, right? Yeah, I uh, I did it um, right after my last remodel when I got it out my kitchen, just because I knew the amount of dust that I had created in there. And uh, lo and behold, I found a, a, a Dukes of Hazard matchbox car that was probably from when I was a kid. <laughs> um, but uh, if you notice that you have to change your filter more than once a month and it's dirty, then I would get my my duct work clean and. And we have uh, the Milwaukee M Spectre, it's called. It's a borescope, basically, that I can go into different little cavities and, and actually see what's going on there. It has a light and, uh, and a video so that feed so I can see what is inside my, my ductwork. And I, I, I inspected it this year, and it, and it seemed free and clear. So I did not get that done. It, now, you, how long you, was that, that, that tool there? How long is that? That was that was two years ago when when I did the ductwork no, in my I house. But the length well, of the the actual uh, six feet. Oh, it's six feet. Okay. Yep. Yep. Six feet down, so it gives me a good look at what's going on. I can go and look in the registers. I can go in uh, from the basement and go and look up. And 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 one of the again the telltale sign is how dirty is your filter getting, and are you changing that on a regular basis? And I think if you're you're changing that on a regular basis, you're, you're usually your duct works pretty good. But having said that. A lot of times, uh, these companies uh, that come in, they don't even do an adequate job of getting to all of your ductwork. So choosing the right one of those companies is, is sometimes uh, just as important as getting it done itself. Now, were you able with the uh, when the job was done at your place? Were you able to see any result? That is, you know, a big bag of dust or dirt or, or, or oh yeah, I saw everything that they took out of there. Like uh, it was a so it does wire work. brush. With a vacuum that that went through them again. This my ductworks had never been cleaned since the history of my house mm. when when I had done it there. And uh, yeah, there was some there was some stuff in there. But for for uh, a family that had continuously, we I mean, you see the stack of filters in my basement, Denny. It's it's once a month religiously. Though those things have been changed, and, and there was still dust in there. And a lot of it had to do with the remodeling, though, too. I'm sure. So I just wanted to make sure that I was starting fresh with a with a clean remodel and. And uh, and it's going to ma- hopefully make my uh, my furnace last a little bit longer as well. That'd be nice. A texter says this, Andy. A new siding this summer immediately started hearing a tapping noise in the wall, then realized it's probably something with the siding moving around making the noise. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Yeah, especially if it's a metal siding. Steel, uh, in particular, can have this problem. Um, if you ever look at like steel siding, the nail holes are elongated. And that's why uh, most steel manufacturers tell you to nail the siding snug, not tight. If you nail it tight, it doesn't allow the, 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 the siding to move. And if you nail all the way to the right side or all the way to the left side and the elongated nail, again, doesn't allow it to move. So it has to build up pressure, and then you hear a pop before it moves. And sometimes I've gone to houses, and it sounds like the sun's hitting the, the south side of the house. It's like popcorn going off. It's, uh, it's not pleasant. It's not a, not a great sound to hear, and it can get very annoying. And a lot of it has to do with the installation technique or the type of finishing that whoever put your siding on used. So when we put our seal siding on, a lot of times it has a kynar and a hylar in it. Um, what that does, it doesn't absorb the sun's energy as much. It has a very low emissivity and a very high reflectivity. So it's going to reflect the sun's energy. doesn't get as warm as quick, so your expansion contraction isn't happening as fast. And hopefully that cuts down on the popping sound, but that is... A definite uh, known issue with steel siding. A lot of it has to do with installation error. A texter has maybe a little clarification about the, that Marvin uh, window product. 
Uh, he was, she says, the previous text are asking about those 20-plus-year-old Marvin Infinity windows. Could they be Marvin Integrity windows? Yeah, I'm guessing, but they came around the same time. Oh, they did? Uh, 2002 is when I could find out uh, that the Infinity window came came around. Um, they're, they're not that different of windows from each other. Um, so I'm not sure if that was my initial thought too, that maybe they had the integrity window, but I don't even know if that window has been around 26 years, I think is what they said. 24, I think. And this texter says, I have uh, 20 year old integrity windows in my house. So they're wood framed on the inside, fiberglass or composite on the exterior. So that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that clarification. Another texter says this, Andy, uh, to prevent ice dams, how far up on the roof should you rake? I would want to go about a foot past the interior wall. So however long your overhang is, so say you have a two-foot overhang, then I would make sure I'd go up at least three, maybe four feet with that. So that's going to give give you your best chance of not forming an ice dam. And a lot of times what people say is as far up as you can reach. Just be careful on the type of roof raking that you're using and try not to damage shingles. That's what I was going to ask you. I mean, is that is that necessarily good for asphalt shingles? You know, it's not terrible if you're careful about it. Where I see a lot of the damage is when people go up there and try to remove ice from the shingles. If you're getting into it with the snow before the ice dam has occurred, then you're usually okay. It's when everything is frozen up there and you're pulling off ice. Sometimes that ice is stuck to a shingle and you might even pull the whole shingle off. Or worse, I, I see people get up there with all sorts of tools and start chiseling away. And uh, that's usually never a good thing to do on your roof. Uh, get through that ice a little bit and damage your shingles, and you're going to have a whole different set of problems. I think we have time for maybe one more text, uh, and here it is. Contracts have reference to liens. Why are contractors reluctant to give lien waivers when it's time to pay uh, if that's true, that includes material suppliers and subcontractors that work under the main contractor. You have a comment about uh, 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 lien waivers? No, if uh, I have no problem providing lien waiver if it's if it's paid in full, but it's really the only recourse contractors have of, of getting people to pay their bills. Um, outside of, you know, collections court or, or doing that. So we uh it's it's very well stated in our contract what the what the lien rights are and the lien waiver and how we would provide those, but uh we we definitely will. Um in fact, uh a lot of times certain supply houses they'll ask you for the address of your customer and they're gonna want to send them a lien because they're worried about the contractor paying. Believe that or not. Uh mm-hmm. that's one of the nice things about working with a a, a well known contractor. I don't have a single supply house that sends that letter out to my customers, and we're one of the only contractors in the Twin Cities that can say that because of our 40-year track record of always paying our bills. So get this. Contractor comes and puts a roof on your house. You pay him. He doesn't pay for, he or she doesn't pay for your materials. The person they bought the materials from can put a lien on your house. Yeah. It's pretty scary it is. When, when you think of it. it. Is. And, and, and when you think about choosing a contractor, this is why dollars and price should be the least of your worries. Get Reputation. Those, get those references like you always uh, recommend for sure. Yes, Andy, we're, for we're sure. almost out of time. Uh, have a great rest of the weekend. And let's, uh, let's do this again next week. What do you say? Sounds great. All right. Thanks, Andy Lindis. 1-800-LEAFGUARD if you want to get in touch with Lindis Construction.